0: Welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. Hello, I'm back from a well-needed rest I'm very happy to be here today. I'm going to be talking about the week of March 13th through March 19th. And I'm changing the structure of my podcast um, or if you catch this on YouTube, I'm going to start talking about the mood of the week starting from Moon Day, which is Monday, and ending on Sunday, which is the sun's day. And that's the structure I'm going to stick with for the rest of the year now if we look at this graphic we start off the week on the 13th of march with the moon in scorpio and then 20 minutes into the day it changes into sagittarius so we have just a very small 20 minute window where the moon is in scorpio then it goes into sagittarius around 12 20 a.m pst on monday shortly after that the moon makes a square to saturn in pisces remember saturn shifted to pisces last week and he's currently transiting zero degree with 40 minutes of pisces so as soon as the moon goes into the sign of sagittarius around 1:33 a.m so about an hour and a few minutes later it makes a square to saturn and this is stabilizing the square is tension but it's an immutable sign so it is needing change needing to explore things from a different perspective and also to go within because the energy of pisces is going to be so different from the energy of aquarius for the expression of saturn pisces rules the oceans and according to scientists we haven't even reached the depths of the ocean so just imagine that when we're looking at the archetype of pisces it's going really really deep so any square to saturn and pisces or any opposition to saturn and pisces is going to be bound less. And that is something that Saturn is not used to or doesn't naturally express because it is a planet that likes to have boundaries. So it does play with the structure and the ability to form healthy boundaries. Um, But in order for us to do that, we have to realize that our boundaries are being broken, right? So it's not something that comes into our our awareness unless we need it to. So we start with that mood. Then from there on Tuesday, when the moon solidly in the sign of Sagittarius, it forms the last quarter moon. And this is mutable energy, right? We started with fixed Scorpio decided maintaining energy as the mood of the week then we go into Sagittarius where it wants us to explore other things to think outside the box to um, take a leap take a chance be more adventurous and this quarter moon is super important because on this day we also have Neptune forming a square with Mars and it's at 25 degrees with five minutes and the last quarter moon in sagittarius is at 24 degrees in 13 minutes this is forming a t-square and the release point is going to be virgo between 23 to 25 degrees and what does that mean So, whenever we see a T-square in the chart, that means that there is one planet in the middle of two planets that are exactly 180 degrees apart from each other, give or take a few degrees. So, in this case, we have Mars in Gemini, and Mars is squaring, making a 90-degree aspect, a square to Neptune. But then the moon travels to 24 degrees in Sagittarius, which then forms an opposition to Mars and a square to Neptune at the same time. And this is going to really shake things up because it forms this tension point of an aspect of a square an aspect of an opposition so it's two squares in opposition and these communications these we call it a t-square are just imagine like if you have an itch and you need to scratch your back (laughs) you can't reach it (laughs) you're like trying every single thing to get to that itch well that's really what a t square is it's the need to address something yet there is conflict or some sort of blockage to address it immediately and get immediate gratification or satisfaction we actually have to do some work and that's where the tension um forms that's when the tension lies because at that point um we are doing some work and discovering something from the experience, right? Like it's not easy, it's bothersome or it's hurting us, etc. cetera. I'm using an example of scratching your back, but it could be something more emotional or more action oriented. And in general, when we have a T-square, we look at the opposite point of the planet that is getting the squares in this case it's neptune and then the the opposition point of neptune would be virgo there's nothing in virgo other than lilith but she's not close enough so if you have planets between these degrees and i'll give you an orb of mm, like 19 to 30. that's that's giving you a very large orb but because neptune is involved it's very boundless We also have Mercury at 23 degrees very close so it's kind of expanding this orb a little more for us and this is why I'm giving you such a large orb because of Neptune also being in the conjunction shortly um, after he'll form a conjunction to the Sun but um, yes so look at your Virgo house and see if you have any planets between those degrees because you're going to feel some activation with that planet. This can be through agitation, the things that come up in the household or your well-being, th- things like that. And um, you're going to be asked to take action of some sort. Now, um, on this same day, when the moon goes at 24 degrees, a little bit after that, she conjuncts the galactic center. So it's also going to be a very out there day like like bizarre out of this world epiphanies synchronicities like numbers galore yeah it's just gonna be out there so prepare for that as well and the reason i'm saying this is because we have the moon channeling the energy of the galactic center but at the same time we have neptune the sun and mercury making an aspect to the galactic center through a square at the same time that the moon's there and then we have those same planets um making an aspect to mars which is opposing the galactic center so there is a lot of energy a lot of confusion and really this could be a better day for true meditation like staying home and just making it a relaxed and chill day um still so with purpose I, there's there's a lot of things that we can do to change our habits and enrich our meditation and mindfulness practice right so you can still make good of the aspects but it's really not going to be the day that you're going to be out and about running all sorts of errands because you're going to see the world's going to be a little wonky. And I'm because of the way that this is set up, even Mercury is still agitating these points after because Mercury's at 23 degrees. This means he's going to move to 25 in the future, right? So Mercury is still going to be agitating. And Mercury is the, you know, he's known for retrograding and causing all these. Uh, hiccups and commotions and mishaps (laughs) when he retrogrades so you're in 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 the sign of pisces is also not in good dignity he's actually seeing with his eyes closed so like blindfolded so a lot of mistakes can happen um a lot of accidents and it could be minor from you know i've done this i pay for a (laughs) drink and i go to the drive-thru to get my coffee and i pay and then i start driving off and i'm like oop, you know i've caught myself <laughs> and i have to get back in line or get off and <laughs> pick it up yeah little tiny things like that like your mind is not gonna be very very sharp so be extremely careful very cautious do things slower it's just gonna be a tai chi Gong type of day where you're moving with purpose and you're harnessing the energy and just making everything more slow like slow it down even though the wor- world seems like everything's kind of speeding up and not necessarily running and flowing nicely <laughs> there's gonna be like things in the air and like all these mistakes but then it happens to just work somehow so Um, keep this day in mind because again there's a lot of things going on so i suggest you mark your calendar and this is tuesday which is mars day so that's another thing take your actions very purposeful plan them out and you'll be okay but mars definitely is not in (laughs) good dignity here he is going out with a bang as he then uh, starts to clear his retrograde path so <laughs> this is the third square and the last um, to, to Neptune and the last two squares that Mars did with Neptune they were very I mean on a very small level I felt then there was a lot of accidents there was actually a real major huge accident right in front of where I live And I do live by a major street, not like a highway, but it's still like a very, you know, active street. And it was a 10 car pile up um, right when they squared, like the day that they squared. And I know there was big news with, you know, Mars and Neptune squaring when it first did the square um, back in 2022. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad that Mars is moving out of these degrees and we get to finish up what he started um earlier in well around october of 2022 okay and then from there we go to wednesday mercury day and on this day the moon ingresses to the sign of capricorn And this is the day that the Sun and Neptune perfect their conjunction. So the day before the Sun and Neptune had not formed an exact conjunction, but they were very close within a degree in orb. So it was still very powerful. And we had, you know, the other planets, like I mentioned, activating it. But Neptune and the Sun can be very fun if, again, we slow everything down. If we are more mindful, we make it more of a relaxed time, maybe listen to music, stimulate all the senses that way, do activities that involve using our imagination in all shapes, in all ways, in all forms, art, um, sculpting, painting, composing, writing poetry, just being very disconnected from real bothersome or like day-to-day activities that kind of suck the the life out of you that suck the passion out of you this is really not the day that you want to do that because you really want to utilize this conjunction to tap into your spiritual side and evolve it more and you know uh really recharge your spiritual intelligence your your spirit your aura your chakras your body like things that you cannot see but you know exists that's this is a day and really if you want to do anything more than that I really think that you'll get burnt out because we do have the moon going into the sign of Capricorn so the mood is very um, dedicated on working towards a goal however the ruler of Capricorn is Saturn, and he's in Pisces, so he's also taking a little chill pill, um, making us do the work, but more internally, more inside, more in silence. I do advise that you wear a protection stone, such as a onyx or tourmaline, um, malachite. Because during this time, your psychic antennas are going to be on like it's like the psychic radio is on so high that you're going to also catch the emotions, the feelings, everything, the fears, the phobias, the happiness, the joy, the compassion, the love, um, the terror. the anger of everyone around you. And this is everyone just kind of feeling. So the moods are gonna be just turned up a huge notch. And by wearing a protection crystal, saging, using any other type of cleansing tool that's your favorite method, um, I really i am I'm getting called to say this using tuning forks and sound bowls So actually clearing with sound. This is going to be really good during this week because this is also going to help you establish healthy boundaries. So you won't become overwhelmed with kind of everyone's emotions. And, you know, because it's going to be very porous, very like also mesmerizing where you, you don't even know that this is happening, but it's happening. Especially all you that are empathic and sensitive to others' emotions. This is going to be a very, very turn notch day. So imagine yourself, if this is happening to you on, you know, anytime this week, imagine yourself turning down the dial and think of this dial that's turning down all this overwhelm and overflow of feelings, emotions. And just turn it down to like a three. So like that, it's not a 10 and it's not letting you concentrate or actually focus. You're actually turning it down so you can focus, but you still want to hear what's going on, right? So you don't want to turn it all the way off. So that was the 15th. That's pretty much the biggest aspect that I see this week. But on the 16th, the aspects continue. We have Mercury making a conjunction to Neptune. So again, very porous, again, spiritual, like it's just again a repeat. It's still going on. And this is a day Mercury triggers that 25 degrees. So it's on the 16th. Then the Sun in Pisces makes a square to Mars. And this is a day that it forms the exact square and then on the same day of the 16th venus enters into a square or perfects that square with pluto so pluto's kind of saying touching base with all the planets pretty much and he's at 29 degrees so um before he goes into the sign of aquarius next week he's forming some aspects with some planets and venus squaring pluto again it's very deep very felt on the cellular dna level and venus is needing to heal with love needing to heal something within you so that you can take your power back but there are some challenges that come with this square Where it might not be the thing you wanted to do. You're exhausted. You're like, I've been feeling everyone's emotions. Now I have to go deep and do some shadow work. And I didn't want to do this this week. Really plan to take it easy. And this is why I jumped on. And I said, you know what? Let me come back (laughs) and do a podcast this week. Because it's going to be a very, very... I think it's beautiful. A very beautiful week. I like spiritual stuff. But... We're going to need a lot of grounding. So (laughs) make sure you're focused, you're grounded. Get a stone that grounds you. Malachite grounds me. I really like Malachite. Um, Another one that would be good would be um, a stone connected to your root chakra. So that would be any red stone like red jasper. Um, And another one would be green adventuring. That's very grounding to me, but it's very soft and it's grounding. So whatever stone you work with that brings you that grounding feeling work work with it work with it this week. And then Venus after making that square to Pluto goes into the sign of Taurus and it gains some dignity. So what this means is after working deep within ourselves and facing our shadow or facing the situation that came up with a friend or family member that You're like, that happened such a long time ago. I don't want to talk about this again. And it came up and you dealt with it or you avoided it. Whatever was the best for you. When Venus goes into the sign of Taurus, she is born into her ultimate archetype where she sits in bliss and she's ready and prepared to receive from the universe Just like the empress card in the tarot deck. Venus is at her best expression in the sign of Taurus. So do the work, whether it's you just journaling at home or you calling a friend and making amends or they calling you and you answering it so you can solve things or even with a partner, just do the work. You'll see it pays off. And then from there, we end on the 16th with Mars and Mercury making a square to each other at 26 degrees. Mars in Gemini and Mercury in Pisces. And this is road rage. This is confusion. This is not seeing things too clearly, acting too harshly. So you'll also see um, the world around you act like that. Again, I've been saying this throughout the podcast. This week's just going to be out of this world a little. (laughs) And um, we move on to Friday the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And the moon moves, moves into the sign of Aquarius that day. And it has the shortest for it, of course. It's only 11 minutes. So it's very active before it goes into Aquarius. And on the 17th the Sun and Mercury form a Kazemi at 26 degrees 34 minutes at 3 44 AM and I'm actually really excited about this conjunction because it's happening exactly on my Sun. and yes the 17th happens to be my solar return and and it's very close to my natal sun as well it's only four minutes off so very exciting for me even though the rest of the aspects seem a little bit challenging but again they're separating so i'm hoping that you know i do some work this week so i can make sure i prep myself very well for the next year i'm also doing my solar return ritual and i have a post on this on my website so check that out if you're on youtube listening to this video i'll link it so you can go to the post and i give you a handout on um, what to do on your solar return so you can make the best of it it's a little birthday ritual that i do for myself so check that out and then we end the day with venus forming a sextile to saturn at one degree um pisces and venus at one degree taurus which is quite beautiful because saturn and venus are friends and they're in very fertile signs so this could be a time where you can plant a new seed um very you know nurture it to life foster it this could be a project right you you're you're Um, planting an idea an action and then you're nurturing it to growth but again slow and steady and determined just like Saturn likes it and um, very beautiful dedication to the project just like Venus requires and then on Saturday the 18th we have the mood of the day being the moon in Aquarius forming a wanting crescent and we have mercury forming a sextile to pluto at 29 degrees 55 minutes so just before pluto moves out again he's like touching base with all the planets and he won't make a sextile square opposition conjunction to any of the planets in capricorn for a few more months, because he'll be in Aquarius and we start a new stage in our evolution, in our life, in our awareness, which is very exciting. Um, shortly after that, Mercury goes into the sign of Aries where he is ready to go. It's like he just tore off that blindfold and he is now running on full speed, sharp. He sharpened, sharpened his senses. I like to think of this transit of Mercury in Aries like the scientific explanation of extra sensory abilities and heightened senses, like some people that are, um, you know, they could be blind and they have very good hearing, beyond average hearing, and that's because they um hyper focused and sharpened that that sense they have one of the senses that is not uh, functioning as well for them but they have other senses that are way more stronger than um an average person that has all their senses working um to whatever condition because we all vary in our talents so i think of mars and aries as had an sharpened his senses in the sign of pisces by navigating in a place where he's not as comfortable can't see as clearly and when he is in the sign of aries he's ready to go he's sharp he's fired he's speaking his truth he's saying everything he needs to say and mercury finds joy in the first house which is associated to aries so even though You know, you can hear some astrologers say that Mercury doesn't have great dignity in Aries. I beg to differ. Um, I feel that these people that have Mercury in Aries, they can be very direct and to the point. They're not big BSers. And, you know, some people like that and some people don't. But um, I prefer that. (laughs) I prefer people to give it to me straight. And I don't like, you know, this like fluffing up of conversation i'm blunt i'm direct um just tell me (laughs) so and i'm a native with mercury in aries so there's no surprise why i like that communication style but i know i'm not everyone's cup of tea so (laughs) it's okay though so that is what happens on the 18th which is saturday and then we end the week on sunday with the moon going into the sign of pisces which is the archetype that we've been focused on all week so very heavy in disconnection and going the depths and digging deep in seeing with our hearts in embracing life with a different viewpoint and fostering compassion within us and also sharing this tremendous love to other people around us and that is it now the crystal of the week is aquamarine and yeah there's a gonna be a lot of disconnecting this week but aquamarine has very clear channeling and it opens our intuition it sharpens it It helps us ground this intuitive energy you can wear this as a gemstone so if you have an aquamarine uh, ring or pendant I have both because this is my birthstone so I'm definitely going to be rocking aquamarine this week Um, I also have an aquamarine um, um, tumble and I have a big centerpiece so yeah I'm going to make sure that I light a little candle next to my aquamarine centerpiece to really align with this very intuitive spiritual energy. So aquamarine is also a very wonderful stone to meditate with. Like I said, it opens your intuition. And if you use it in meditation, it's going to mirror ourselves back to us and it's going to reflect things that we need to work on it's going to reflect things that we've worked on and accomplished already and making them aware to our consciousness so we can really embrace our journey we can really be thankful for our journey a lot of us do a lot of work and you know day-to-day grind the normal the normal normal routine do not allow us to reflect back and say wow look how much i changed how much i've grown and how much i love my life with all these new beautiful growths that i made so yeah use a stone like this to help you reflect that so you can really foster this energy to positive and tune into the intuition and maybe get you know major downloads that very that are very inspiring for you and meaningful for you so i really thank you for being here and again your energetic support is much appreciated so if you're catching this on the podcast a review would be appreciated if you're catching this on youtube Don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell and comment below. I always respond. Thank you so much. Have a great week and I'll check you guys out later. Goodbye.